the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest will be Dr. David DeWitt of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina, as we'll discuss bioethics, particularly cloning, from a biblical worldview. Then you can reach out to me to share your thoughts or comments anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P L U M B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Support for the Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns, 623-537-3657. And Simple Turn, their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Have you ever tried to buy gold and silver and felt like you were talking to a used car salesman? That's because the precious metals industry is like the Wild West. Salesmen can say pretty much anything or make any promise they want without repercussion. But Genesis Gold Group is different. They're a faith-driven Christian precious metals company and believe in educating their customers, not pressuring them for a quick sale. Genesis Gold Group focuses on customer service, not sleazy marketing. Genesis Gold Group is named after the first book of the Bible for a reason. Proper stewardship of wealth is their specialty. Find out why they've earned a 5 out of 5 rating through the Better Business Bureau and how they can help you secure your wealth or retirement through physical precious metals. Call right now to learn more. 800 239 8132. 800 239 8132. That's 800 239 Lend some uh, credence and credibility, I guess, to the topics that we're talking about today, which are related to bioethics, particularly human cloning, stem cell research. Those aspects will be the primary focus of a discussion about bioethics from a biblical worldview. And so thanks for coming on the program, Dr. DeWitt. 
Uh, great to be with you. First visit between the two of us, so let me have you just share a little bit about Columbia International University, if you would. Okay, we're in Columbia, South Carolina. We have undergraduate programs as well as graduate, and some of the graduate programs are online. We've launched nursing and biomedical science and health science, so we're working to prepare men and women for serving the Lord in healthcare in particular. We uh, celebrated our 100th anniversary oh, wow. at institution. Wow, 100 years, huh? And it, it was started Christ-centered and has stayed Christ-centered, I take it. Correct, for all that time. Fantastic. That is great to hear. Well, so let's uh, go ahead and move into what we're going to talk about here. And first off, I guess some people may just be wondering even what we mean by bioethics. And I guess to me, the two things that come to mind right away when I hear the term bioethics are the two that we're going to be focused on. And that would be dealing with issues surrounding cloning and stem cell research. But there are other facets to bioethics too, right? Correct. So Bio, of course, is a reference to life, and so it's the ethics regarding all aspects of human life and also kind of touches on care of animals and even our crops. Mm-hmm. Our food supply is an aspect of bioethics. Sure. And there is an ethical, or in our case here, what we're talking about, a a biblical view to all of these matters. And so we want to draw in a a biblical perspective or worldview upon what we're going to talk about. And starting off with cloning, for example, that, uh, you you know, you said there's this applies to animals as well. And that's kind of where cloning started initially was in the animal kingdom. Right. The first mammal that was cloned was Dolly the sheep. It was quite a while back now, but I remember uh, just what a big splash that it made. Now, some organisms, and even plants, when you flip a a leaf and start a new plant, in essence, that's a clone of the original plant. So a clone is reproducing the original organism without sexual reproduction, without an egg and a sperm. So it's an exact genetic replica. There's a sense in which identical twins, when they're born, there's a sense in which that's a clone, but it's a natural process. And it's not involving human intervention, obviously. So... A clone is a replication of the original organism without sexual reproduction. So they're genetically identical in terms of the gene sequences. Now, one thing that does happen, though, our DNA in our cells is broken up into subunits called chromosomes. So we have... 3 billion letters of DNA in a cell, but it's broken up into 23 pairs of chromosomes. And at the ends of those chromosomes are repeating DNA that are called telomeres. And every time a cell divides, those telomeres get shorter and shorter. 
So in a, you can predict how old an individual is by how short the telomeres are. Now, when uh, sperm fertilizes an egg, the telomeres start out, it resets, it starts out long. What was interesting when Dolly, the sheep, was cloned, the telomeres started out short. And what that really does is shorten the lifespan of that next individual. Yeah, so there's one complication right there. And, you know, we'll talk certainly about some others, too. But I'm curious, before we go any deeper into this, about the agenda here of those. And I'm sure, you know, different organizations that are involved with this have kind of different goals or agendas. But, you know, as we started down this road of cloning, what was their agenda? What was their goal with this? It's hard to say exactly, but I remember at the time, so they did Dolly and they also were attempting to clone cows. And the implication or the impetus was, well, if we have a really good cow that produces a lot of milk or has certain kind of characteristics to their meat, well, we can now make clones of this and maintain the integrity of that individual in terms of the, the trait. So we'll copy the trait. But the reality is we're actually better served with a diverse food supply. Whenever a sperm fertilizes an egg, you get an absolutely unique individual. That's a combination of two different individuals from two different sets of parents and so on. And um, if we have a chance, we'll talk about just how the, the DNA gets mixed up in that. But the diversity of individuals, whether you're talking people or cows or anything in our food supply, we're actually better off with a diverse food supply because some individuals might be more susceptible to certain types of disease or fungus or virus. And if it's all genetically identical, then you can very easily wipe out the entire population. Whereas if there's a diversity, then some of the individuals will be resistant by virtue of their genetic makeup. And so when you have a more robust gene pool, then your survival is improved. Mm. When everybody's so genetically similar, that is actually a bigger danger and risk. That leads me right into, you know, I'm thinking as you're sharing this about the human cloning aspect, and I'm kind of recollecting in their efforts to, you know, begin to attempt to do this, one of their thoughts or the reasons was to create this kind of superhuman race or one that would be, you know, disease resistant. And yet what you're expressing is it doesn't sound like that's too feasible. Well, whether feasible or not, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because the way gene pools work is regardless of what the disease or challenge or whatever you have, if everybody's the same, you run the risk of being wiped out. So having individuals that can survive and then repopulate is an advantage to any population. Yeah. 
Which, in the long run, goes right back to the reality that God is the perfect creator. You know, we're not going to be able to do something better than him. So if we think we're going to create humans or clone humans and do it better than God or more correctly than God, we're thinking foolishly. Correct. You know, Genesis, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And it's been downhill since. Hmm. Yeah, because of man and man's choice to uh, sin and, and the fall. And as a result, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like that's kind of what some of these in cloning are, are trying to do. It's like they're trying to bring us back to this perfect situation, but they're failing to recognize man's sin nature in all of this. And they think they can somehow create this superhuman race or something when man is broken, man is fallen. We have the sin nature, and that's not going to ch- The only you know, rectifying factor for that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, we we aren't going to do better in anything than what God did. And it's just foolish pride to think otherwise. Mm, yeah, amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a break here on the first of what I expect to be a two-part series about these topics here as we look at bioethics from a biblical worldview. We'll continue with more, and I want to just kind of pick up where we left off and basically convey the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's the only redemptive factor here. We can't redeem ourselves by somehow cloning ourselves or you know doing something that we can try to achieve uh, eternal life or better health through cloning, whatever it may be that uh, they're trying to do, will not and cannot come about. And we'll get into that more, address that quite a bit more as the plumb line continues. My guest, Dr. David DeWitt with Columbia International University out of Columbia, South Carolina, on the plumb line today. Thank you for tuning in. I'd encourage you to reach out and share your thoughts, comments about the broadcast at this email, theplumblineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B. The Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. This is a listener-supported radio ministry as well. And you can visit the website for my national sponsor, Reasons for Hope, to learn more about the show and to support. That website is the letter R-F-O-R-H dot com slash The Plum Line. So check that out. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. I am so pleased to have Reasons for Hope as the national sponsor of The Plum Line. The mission of both of our ministries is to proclaim the gospel and to train people to look at every topic and issue from a biblical worldview. You can discover more about their many fabulous resources and their debunked video series or request one of the R4H speakers for your event or maybe attend an equipped youth retreat or rally all at R4H.com. 
To learn about the Plum Line's partnership with Reasons for Hope, check out the blog postings at r4h.com, and you can find the Plum Line station directory and podcast link at r4h.com slash theplumline. Be sure to leave a note saying thanks to Reasons for Hope for supporting the Plum Line. You're tuned into the Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest is Dr. David DeWitt, Dean of the College of Arts and Science at Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. We're talking about bioethics, specifically cloning and stem cell research from a biblical worldview on the Plum Line today. And as I wrapped up that first segment, talking a little bit about the reality that mankind certainly made desire to try to uh, gain eternal life by means other than the blood of Jesus Christ and his opening the door to eternal life and forgiveness of sins through his death on the cross. But that's the only way. That's the only way to gain eternal life is through belief in Jesus Christ. All these other avenues of cloning or whatever we may try as humans will fall short because we fall short of the glory of God. And so uh, I wanted to kind of have you convey that, especially for the one tuning in to just hear this very intriguing subject about cloning and things, and they may themselves not know Jesus Christ. They may not have that relationship with God through Christ, his Son. And so share with us, if you would, about that, Dr. DeWitt. Okay. You know, and I I think I would connect it to what you were saying about the purpose behind cloning. I've read several articles where people wanted to clone a family pet or a dog and it kind of gets to really the fear of death and I think people really have a natural aversion to death as we see the the first death after Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden but God didn't leave them in that sinful state um, in perpetuity and that was why we had there the shedding of blood to kill the first animal to provide the skin coverings that covered Adam and Eve's nakedness. But it was at that point that God said that they would die from that sin, and we've inherited that from them. And so what we need is a Redeemer. We need the blood of Christ that was shed on the cross, followed by his glorious resurrection, that we can have hope in him, have hope in eternal life, because he paid the penalty for our sins. And so we don't need to be afraid of death, because Jesus defeated death once for all. Mm, yeah, and all we need do, as you said, is uh, believe, well, acknowledge our sin first off, and agree with God that we're sinners in need of a Savior, and, and turn from that sin. That's what repentance is all about, turning to God. That's a work that God does uh, in us as well, to lead us to repentance, and then lead us to the cross where Christ took our sin upon himself. And I really appreciate how you went through that there and bringing up this fear of death component, because that speaks of me. That's kind of what led me to the cross, is this fear of death. And there are a couple of verses in Hebrews chapter 2 that I'm going to read here, because these 
these were crucial in just bringing me joy in knowing Jesus Christ. It says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, speaking of Jesus, likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. I remember reading that as a new believer in Christ and realizing, hey, this is why I no longer fear death. I had been uh, subject to lifelong slavery over this fear of death that I experienced when I was a child and even a young adult before I came to Christ. And so, um, yeah, thank you for pointing it out in that manner. I think there may be some who are really blessed by that and who themselves may be experiencing that fear of death. And there's no need to fear death because, well, you know, it is a tragic, sad thing in this life that we live. As a result of the fall, we will experience death, but it's not uh, an eternal thing. So eternal death is only for those who reject uh, the free gift of grace from our God. And so if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you need not fear death, for you have eternal life. If you are still kind of you know, wondering or questioning, maybe this is still going a little bit beyond what you can grasp at this moment, I would love to uh, speak with you more. You can reach me at that email address again, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Please do reach out to me and we will connect and get together or visit over the phone or whatever and talk more about the most important decision you can make, the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to have a two-part series on this subject here, which is good because uh, we're already kind of running short on time here, but I do want to get a little bit more on the cloning aspect. We're going to pull in some about stem cell research as well in part number two, but uh, as we think about the matter of human cloning, we started off you know, talking about that cloning initially began in in the animal kingdom, and now there are or have been some efforts, to my knowledge and understanding, no humans have been officially cloned, but there have been some efforts in that regard. And just tell us a little bit about the science behind that and what they're trying to accomplish. Right. So when scientists are making clones, they're going to get what is called a somatic cell. In our body, we have the gamete which are the eggs and sperm, those will have half the normal set of chromosomes. Uh, so they have 23 instead of 46. We get 23 chromosomes from our dad, 23 from our mom to make up the 46 that we have. So those gametes only have half the number. The rest of the cells in the body have a full set. Those are the somatic cells. And so when they're going to clone, an individual, they'll get one of the body cells and they will take the nucleus, which houses the DNA from that body cell, and they will insert it into an egg that they've taken the nucleus out of that and then trigger it to start dividing as if it were a new fertilized egg. So it's kind of a, there's a sense in which you're transferring the genetic information from one individual, you're putting it into another egg. It's called somatic cell nuclear transfer. And it's kind of, you take the hard drive out of one computer and insert it into another computer. There's a sense in which it works. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And this is kind of how stem cells are derived then as well? Well, stem cells are after that. So a stem cell in the body is called pluripotent. And what that means is it can become other types of cells. So your your egg, once it's fertilized, it divides into two and then four and eight and so on. And eventually, by like day 16, now we've got some cells that are beating. And that's the very earliest stage of the heart, for example. So we get the cells, as they differentiate, they'll like become specific. So they'll become specific types of tissue. And so a stem cell is what you would get from a later stage than the fertilized egg or the cell transfer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll get into that a little bit more too, because you also don't have to be doing the cloning process to get stem cells from what I understand, Correct. you know, we all produce stem cells. So we'll talk about that more in the next broadcast. And we'll also get into the ethical component here because the subject is bioethics from a biblical worldview and particularly the cloning and the stem cells, especially embryonic stem cells, which don't seem to be in the news much anymore like they were. I know when I was a news director with a Christian network, it seemed like I was talking about that at So I'll ask you a little bit more about that, and we've got a lot to get into in the next edition of The Plumb Line. This will have to wrap up things for this one, but I encourage those of you in the listening audience to be sure to tune in for the next edition, and maybe if you just happen to tune in right now and missed uh, pretty much all of this one, you can find The Plumb Line at places where you go for podcasts. And you can find just the hundreds of different topics and issues that have been covered on the Plum Line. When you go to Spotify, for example, just put in the Plum Line with Jay Rudolph, and you'll be able to check it out there. So I'd encourage you, if you've missed any editions, which I'm quite certain everyone has, there have been a lot of editions of the Plum Line, and you can find those at places where you go for podcasts. Look it up there and reach out to me via email if you want to share any thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast. I would love for you to do that. The Plum Line radio at gmail.com plum is p-l-u-m-b the plum line radio at gmail.com we'll see you next time on the plum line the plum line has been sponsored by reasons for hope check them out at r4h.com Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.